0: Welcome to Street Smart Business Podcast, Cynthia Fisk. How are you doing today? I'm fine. So tell me a little bit, who is Cynthia
1: Fisk? You want to know about me personally? Sure, anything. Um, let's see. Probably, well, I'll tell you about what I'm doing. About a year ago, God closed every single door on me.
0: That happens occasionally.
1: Every single door. Boom, boom, boom. No matter what I did, it did not work out. And I was in a place of a lot of frustration because I was just like, okay, Lord, I have no idea what you want me to do.
0: So you mean personally, Personally, professionally,
1: professionally, spiritually, everything? Everything was closed. Every door was completely closed. And um, I woke up out of bed and the Holy Spirit just told me babies, the babies, and I just knew what He was talking about. And so I started doing some research on what was available for training, and I just kept praying about it. And um, I visited with one lady, and um, I thought that that was going to work, and then it didn't work. You, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe
0: anyways she was crazy and you didn't want to work with her
1: <laughs> no it wasn't that like I you know I just I just prayed about it and I just knew it wasn't right because she was in Cleveland and then um, I had asked her more questions well one of the things that I knew and I just remembered this is she could not certify me and it's really important with what I'm doing that I needed to be certified so what are you doing oh I teach babies to swim toddlers
0: so how how soon? Like how old is the child the first time that they?
1: To be honest with you, you can start teaching a baby right up right off the rip. You know, I I when my grandchildren were born, I started putting them in, in water right away. It, it's not like that. There's a certain right time. However, um, when they crawl, when they're crawling is when you want to get them in the water. Little more
0: arm strength, leg strength, that type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So how do you go about getting certified to be a infant swim instructor?
1: I had to go to Florida, live there for a month, and be with the babies in the water during during the day for a month and pay an enormous amount of money.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> well, there's one good lesson that I've already learned. I mean, you have already provided so much value in just the few minutes that we've already been talking. I mean, you talk, I mean, how many of us in the last year do we feel whether it actually was God closing a door or our opportunity, our life, the way we were living it, changed forever. And in your case, you didn't just fall down and do nothing. First of all, you started praying. That's job number one. But then I heard I was researching, I was checking things out, I started talking to people. So you took action. So not only, you know, there's so many people that we talk to every single day that had the door closed whether it was divine in- intervention or not, sure. door closed, something changed, and then it, paralysis sets in. And then it's everybody's fault. Now we're waiting for you know, stimulus checks to come in. Right. And that's not how you handled it. And look where you are today. So that's very, very cool. So thank you. I mean, you, two minutes in and we've already got some humongous uh, information that people can, can definitely use. So I'm gonna ask this, what is it hard what's the hardest part of your job today? Is it is it the child in the water or is it the parent on the side of the pool?
1: No. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a hard part. I don't uh, Going finishing school is a hard part. I hate finishing school. But I need the class because the class has taught me like uh I was able to do these really cool passes because I rent water space from Norwalk right now until okay. my facility is built. This is there's really not a hard part because it's not me, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of do what he tells me to do.
0: But there is a key, though. You are doing it. You're taking action. You're not sitting there waiting for him to do it for you.
1: Oh, no, I'm too impulsive. That's actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, um... So in my class, I learned to make these really cool passes, and and the ladies actually have them, and they have their children's pictures on them.
0: Oh, gotcha. And that's to, to get into the so they
1: So they first get an Everything Water one when they first come in, and then we um, get a connection, and then they get a pass that they get to keep with their child's picture on it, and it's really good for, like, their baby book or any kind of memories, and it's got the, the year that it was done, and it's got my name on it, and it's got their child's picture.
0: Does on they it have the mom's picture going?
1: No. On the back <laughs> of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't I don't think that there's a hard part. I think I think it flows. I get I, I did have a situation where one gentleman decided not to have his child do the class because um obviously anytime you know anybody's making them do something they don't want to do, they're not gonna like it. Sure sure. I mean, let's face it, if you gotta quit smoking or you gotta quit doing this, you're not gonna like it. You want the end result But you don't always like it at the beginning of the process. Welcome to 2021. Right, right. So anytime you have somebody that's telling you this is what you need to do. So when you put the baby in the water and you're now adapting this child to follow directions, they don't want to do it. It's like getting in a car seat. Do they want to do it? No, they don't Mm -hmm. want to get in a car seat. But you don't let them ride around, you know, not in the car seat
0: well, I think you just described a symptom of uh, the cause of a lot of what we see going on on TV these days. Right. There's a bunch of kids that the minute that they saw a little pain or a little tough stuff... They just quit. Mommy or Daddy ran in and rescued them. And, of course, they got that participation trophy even if they didn't complete the swimming lesson. And, you know, and so now we sit there and watch them burn stuff down because they don't understand the work that it took to create.
1: Right. The
0: business, the, the monument, the what there's no sense of value there because they've never had to overcome anything to create anything. Right. And so having exposure to you and doing this one, it's what seems to be a simple thing is actually starting them on the road to be able to understand this is how success works. Every single time, you got to push yourself outside of your comfort zone.
1: Mm-hmm. You have to
0: do something that's scary.
1: Right. And even
0: when it sucks and you don't want it to, you still got to show up.
1: You just got to keep doing it. Amen. So
0: how long have you actually been actually doing the swimming with the infants now?
1: Um, I have been teaching children. I started in 2001 teaching swimming. So I've been doing that for a long time. Previous to being certified for this. So about a year to answer that question. About a year doing that. However, um, I taught my grandchildren. And so there there was already a good foundation there.
0: No, are there, were your grandchildren's parents, good uh, swim parents?
1: Oh, no, the first time I put Stephen in, Danae was freaking out. That's my daughter. Because um, Stephen was, I think he was only four weeks old. And she was like, she's going to drown my baby. Oh, my God. She was like, yeah, she was a little weird about that. But children love water. And even if they don't love water, like... So I've had people tell me, well, my child doesn't like to take a bath. They don't want water over their face. And I know this sounds really crazy when I say this, but the more you make them do it, mm-hmm. the less adverse they are to it. And once they realize the freedom and the feeling of it and what they can do in water, then it's almost like an instantaneous. It's like someone in, someone walking in and turning on a light switch. It's like, oh. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. And to be paralyzed, I, I know a lot of people that are paralyzed right. in fear of water. Right. I mean, I wish I would have, you know, um, grew up on the farm. So, and again, mom and dad both worked at the same time as they were also farming, mm-hmm. owned, a, owned a few other businesses. So there wasn't going to be a lot of time to take my sister and I to right. swimming lessons. But anyways, one summer we were finally able to, and I was in uh, junior high school, the first, but before I truly learned how to swim. And I was never fearful But always super careful. Right. Or now you can drag me behind a boat 80 miles an hour and I drown half. I'm cool with that. You know, but at that time, I never would have put myself in that position at that because of the unknown.
1: Well, it's funny that you said that. I have a little girl. Her name is Lacey. And she is going to be two. And um, she has a couple siblings that are three and four. And she, um, children, when they're very, very young, um, either are fearful of the water or they are, um, or they have no fear of the water. You usually have opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) So I started working with Lacey when she was a year old. I started during, uh, July. And so now during the winter, we're at the wreck, I said that, and then she has her, um, siblings that are three and four, and while I'm doing lessons, Lacey is allowed to play on the steps. And the thing about Lacey is, Lacey knows how to swim. I noticed this the other day. She knows how to swim. She knows how to float. She can, she's, she can self-rescue. However, what she's learned is also that she respects the water. She's very careful. In what she, she's not afraid of the water. Right. She's not afraid of the water. And she's not overly excited about the water. She, she does love the water, but she she innately knows that she has to be cautious. Right. And that is a gift to be able to teach that to someone who's under two.
0: Yeah. You can already tell that her mind works in a, in a unique way that's going to be very beneficial.
1: Someday. In a completely different way. <laughs> yep. Yes.
0: Now, what do you currently also teach any adults? I do. And how does that compare to teaching a child?
1: It's it's a different kind of wonderful. The Probably...
0: Now they talk back to you a little more than the kids do?
1: No, I... <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one student. Her name is Danielle. And she, um, she had a bad experience when she was a young girl. Yep. And I'm assuming it was kids that probably put her in there, probably young adults that know how to swim. And um, it was probably—I'm not going to mention which facility it was or what it was—but they they had her jump in the water. She went to the bottom. It freaked her out, and yep. so she never wanted to do water as a child. As a young child, yep. I, I think yeah. I'm thinking pro- probably like eight, nine, maybe something around that. So because she had that bad experience, she was afraid of the water. So, you know, it's like anything else. You just have to kind of take baby steps with it. And to be honest with you, if you saw her swim right now, and I think we've been working together less than six months maybe, um, you can see her in the pool, and she swims as well as somebody on a swim team.
0: Gotcha. She's
1: that good. And the other day, she jumped in the water and went to the bottom. Yes, she is. She's as good. She just doesn't know she's as good as she is.
0: And that's part of the job is being a coach. Yeah. I mean, you are a little bit Dr. Phil in there a little bit, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I um, I think prayer is really important. I think that's the probably the number one thing because you everybody's different. Nobody's exactly the same, and everybody functions different, and everybody even functions different when they're afraid. So it's really, really important for me to pray, seek the Lord, and to be sensitive to what it is that that particular person needs, because not ev- not you can have a basic way of doing things, but not everything works the same at all times. For sure. So you have to really be sensitive of what works well with that particular person.
0: So I mean, is this something that you is is this the near future for you? Is to continue to grow and scale your swim training your you know your infant swim training uh business that you have going on this is what i'm going to
1: do until i go and meet with jesus yeah
0: (laughs) so again even though you're now 29 years old you see uh, (laughs) um obviously this isn't where you started no and i think what would give some value to where you're at today and how your sound base that you have and your faith that you have is you did you come out of the womb this way or was there a transformation that took place or a path that had to be walked for you to get to where you are today?
1: Okay, so I don't want to get long-winded, but I'll break it down for you. I was adopted, I've been adopted twice in my lifetime. Okay. I was born, um, and then nine days later, um, I was um, adopted out to um, some people, Donna Dolores, and they eventually got divorced and then um i had a very turbulent childhood and i think maybe that's the reason i'm so passionate about children um so they got divorced um i remember waking up one day when i was about eight or nine and my mom was gone and so i was left with my dad and she took off and went to california then later on during the summer i ended up being with her and um my mom was a bulimic alcoholic, <laughs> and so life was just never, I mean, by the time I was nine, like, I could look at my grandson, he's nine years old, like, I literally hitchhiked from California to Colorado, and then, and then I ended up going to school, and then I never graduated, and by the time I was in the ninth grade, I lived on the streets.
0: This um, was in Colorado?
1: Colorado, yeah, hmm and then... And then um yeah life was just really rough and by the time I was 18 I was a single mom and then um let's see how to go and then <laughs> and then when I was like and then you know I went through whatever those changes were and then by the time I was 24 or 25 um I think it was 25 I met a boy who thought I was another girl And then I met him, and he um, knew some people, Dory and Bill, Dory and Bill, and uh, I met Dory. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) So then um, I was like 25 years old, and I met Dory, and um, Brian introduced me to him, and the best picture I can give you is she was in a garage surrounded by Harley Davidsons and Indians, and she was sitting on a crate and she had this beautiful dark brown curly hair, she's half Spanish, she's got freckles all over her face, and I'm telling you that the light of Jesus was all over this woman. I had never seen anybody so beautiful in my whole entire life. She was absolutely stunning, but the presence of God was on this woman, and it was tangible, where I could almost visually see it. And so, you know, how, how it is, you know, the guys go and they talk and they do their thing. And then the women go. And we ended up going in the kitchen and we sat down and we started to talk. And I started bawling. I couldn't, I, she was like, and so I told her, I don't know why. I just started crying and the presence of God was there. She told me about Jesus. And I just knew that I knew that I knew that that was the truth. I just knew it and so she asked me if I wanted to go to church with her and I went to church with her and the Holy Spirit was all over it and it was just and and a pastor said does anybody want to come up and be saved and Dory took my hand and we went up and I received Jesus as Lord
0: at 25 about 25
1: years old mm-hmm. yeah and then um then things really went downhill from
0: there <laughs> so that was going to be my best question because yeah. that's what a lot of people think and that's what i no. think a lot of people is that you know you go through that experience There's and all of a sudden fixes. boom now it's i won the lottery now everything's easy <laughs> Now it's all, it's all golden now, no. piece of
1: cake. No, Dory used to actually tell me, because I'd call her in the morning at like 6 o'clock in the morning, after being out all night, <laughs> I did, uh, and she's like, Cynthia, please just let me pray and be in my word before you come over and talk to me. <laughs> 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 just let me. Just let me get through that, you know. And I would literally show up to church, been out all night, smelled like cigarettes, you know, just whatever. But I would get there, and it was like, um, the story of the woman at the well, mm-hmm. and and she met Jesus. Yep, And she's talking to him, and all the Pharisees and. Disciples are standing around there like oh my gosh. Why is he talking to her and she or no they weren't even there I'm sorry. They weren't even there and she was like and Jesus said I have water That is you know that you will never thirst again and, and she's like looking at him going yeah, but you don't know me I've had five husbands and I've I've done this and done that and he was like Yeah, and the husband that you have now is not even your husband and she was like looking at who she was and God literally told her, Go and sin no more. He so I have to believe that he he imparted to her, and she was just like, you know. And I'm not saying things right, but
0: well, I think one thing that you pointed out here that that is a lesson that I think is a misconception by a lot of people that, that aren't churchgoers, that aren't Christians. Right. Is that only perfect people no (laughs) and you don't have to spend much time reading in the bible to figure out that tell me the perfect person that god uses in the bible name one there isn't any any. there isn't any and usually the ones that made the biggest moves or, or made the biggest difference for him spreading the word whatever were the biggest train wrecks when he found them or the ones that you know let him down at certain times uh, if you think about it, the, the biggest moves were made by the biggest train wrecks. So to me, that always gave me hope. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, imperfect, know that I failed in every way that, human, that is humanly possible, but know that accepted, forgiven, and now expected to go out and, and be more. Um, and that's, that's, that's very cool. So how did, um, like when you're talking to Daria, Correct. Is that the right word? Uh, Dory. Dory.
1: Dory. When
0: yeah. you're talking to Dory, did she do a lot of talking, or was she? did you find her just to be an awesome listener?
1: Um, when somebody spends time with Jesus, like really, now, I've only seen it twice in my life. I've only seen the presence of seen the presence of God on people. Like I saw it with Dory. Um, my brother has five boys, and they live in a very conservative, very strict lifestyle. And you can see it on his children. You can see Jesus on his children. Okay, so that said, you it, you can't explain the Spirit of God. You but when you experience the Spirit of God, you just know it's there. You can, I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know. Like, I can feel the spirit of God right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I know that I know that I know that he's in this room. And Dory would, (sighs) the word of God has power to change people's lives by the spirit of God. The letter of the law killeth, but it's the spirit that brings forth life. And Dory was very open before the Lord, and she just knew what to say, when to say it. And she was just there for me. Now, is she older, younger than you? She's a little bit older than A little me. bit older, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you stay in contact? Today? Yeah, she actually wants to come out and visit me, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: See, that would be a fun time for all of us today. Yeah,
1: yeah. Dory's awesome.
0: Now we we both know we're both realists we both uh Sorry. transparent we understand how we got to where we are right so i've already heard four or five things that make it very clear to me why you do what you do now right and who i can already see that you are as a person
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that everything that happened good right. bad or ugly right led to today right and you have, it, it appears to me that there's no, uh, I don't I know the right word to say. There's I'm not no, angry about it. No. There's no bitterness. There's no stuck in the past. There's
1: n- That's not necessarily Okay, true. well. Okay, because I have a lot of things that I regret. And it's really funny that you say that because I struggled with that for a long time. But there's actually a scripture in Ecclesiastes And I don't remember exactly. I think it's Ecclesiastes 3. And um, it talks about what happened had to happen in order to bring you here. Sure. And I can't quote it. I wish I could quote it. I should look it up. I should look it up. Anyways, but it's really a good scripture. But everything has to happen for a purpose and a reason. And even though we don't necessarily understand it. Like I got to meet my mom in my 40s. And, um, real
0: biological mom,
1: my, my real biological mom. I have a, um, how did that,
0: how do you get to that point where you actually get to meet her?
1: Um, my body got really sick. And so, um, at the time I was married and we were looking for the reason on why I was sick because we didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, and so I contacted the adoption agency in Chicago to get, non-identifying information about my family, and received actually quite a bit of information. I received a couple of pictures of my biological father. I received um, information about my family. And it kind of gave me like a little bit of medical background and this and that. And then it ended up, and at first when my mother was contacted, because I had to pay some money, and then they would contact my mother, and at first now, you had to pay to the adoption agency yes. to mm-hmm. do that. Really. And then and then they um, con- contacted my mom, and at first she did not want to contact me. And it's baby steps, you know. If if she chose to, then you know the person that was handling my case would listen on the phone and kind of mentor, you know, and take it that kind of direction. So um, my mom did not. So, I mean, what do you do with that? And then one day I got a phone call. Not from
0: her directly or from the no, adoption agency? No, from
1: the adoption agency. And um, she had decided that she did want to talk to me.
0: Now how long from the time that you tried to start until she called and said that she wanted to? Oh, years, days, weeks?
1: Within probably a year, no more than two years. Oh. It was it was about a year or so. Um just so you understand, my life has always been turbulent. Like I can never remember a time when my life was not turbulent. Even being saved. It's it's always been a process of change. Always been a process of change. But I'm gonna tell you what made the big difference. And you're gonna think I'm crazy. Is um after tremendous What if I already do think you're crazy? You probably <laughs> <laughs> After tremendous loss, I, in 2011, I went through tremendous loss,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and something something changed in me because there's an understanding there's an understanding of reading the word, there's an understanding of having the Holy Spirit and letting God, you know, take you places, and that's where the grace comes. But there's a difference when you start to obey the word,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when you really turn your heart towards trusting God. That I'm just, by faith, I'm going to obey the Word of God. And that's when the biggest transformation internally comes. After loss. After loss and and making that decision to obey the Word of God. When people have huge loss, they go one or two ways. They're either extremely ticked off about it and they blame God. Mm -hmm. Or they... come into a place of humbleness and humility and an understanding that he's in control of everything. And when that loss happens, there's always a reason. Mm -hmm. But we just cannot understand what that is always.
0: Well, I would say too, you know, I get the two ways to go. Sure. And I think that even though you can go back and look at turbulence and, turbulence, you know, yeah. through the entire life, the difference was that starting at age 25 on, you always had this measuring stick or this safe place to go back to to reset. Right. Prior to t- age 25, you really didn't have that.
1: Oh, no. I was a hot bass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you think about it, that even though there was turbulence, you still had safety. You still had that lighthouse, that beacon out there that you knew where to look when things got horribly crazy.
1: I know that I know that I that I know that now I know this didn't then. I know that God removed me from my family, mm-hmm. and He set me on this particular path and did all these things so I could have a relationship with Him the way I do.
0: Right. Um, and then back to the two different ways the ticked off at God I think it shows your maturity you know as far as uh, Christian maturity Okay, is I think from you know there's times that I would have probably started it ticked off at God but over time would have came back I think I could I think most of the time I would have been both places right the one first ticked off first but then over time and prayer and, and you know thought get back to where it was. There's a reason for this.
1: I'm not saying I've never been ticked off at God. I've been driving down the street speeding, screaming at God. <laughs> what the
0: heck is going on? Na, 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 na. My, mean, favorite, I, my favorite yeah. scene of that is in that, um, the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen that where he's standing out on the bridge and he made a wish or whatever that he could, uh, what is that, Bruce Almighty is the name of the movie. Okay. And he's standing out there and he's, like, he's out there, smite me, almighty God, and, you know, just freaking yeah. out, you know, thinking that that's how it works.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's
0: not necessarily how that, that works. not how it works, no. No. So if you look back, uh, this is the, the back story is always the best story okay. in my mind, is do you have um, something that you, an experience that you went through that you can say that because of that one experience, good, bad, or ugly, you could take all things that are uh, enjoyed by you, loved by you, fulfilling to you, grateful to you, that leads back to that one moment is it is it the moment with dory going to church or is there also some things that went bad somewhere that helped get you to where
1: you are today well i wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for jesus christ <laughs> okay so absolutely dory but like i said um when I decided to start this business, it was only after every single when I say every single door closed, I had people I was um, I'm I'm a lifeguard instructor and I decided that I wanted to and I also have a CDL so I drive semi trucks too. So I um And why wouldn't
0: you? <laughs> I mean there's two <laughs> companion <laughs> You know, if you could somehow figure out how to teach an infant to swim while driving the semi-truck, I think then you got something. You would have a unique selling proposition there that nobody else could match. That's funny.
1: Yeah. No. um, So I went through, I ran a pool for about eight years. And so I did all the training. I did all the instruction. I did everything. Well, um, the, the the person that ran the school... I'm having a brave part right now. The person who ran the school didn't like me. Right. So one of his final decisions when he retired was that he was going to get rid of me. So after eight years of doing that, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, Lord, what am I going to do? And I mean, you know, teaching swimming just to... To randomly be like, you know, Red Cross, teaching swimming, that doesn't set you apart. Right. You can't make a living off of that. You right. can't. It's awesome, you know, and and I was, um, God gave me the ability to be very good at it, so lots of people wanted to bring their children to me sure. more so than other people. But again, that goes back to the Lord. It's what he gave me. So... So then I drove truck, and um, the people weren't paying me properly, and I was losing a lot of money, and when I got upset about it, and anyways, then, and then they fired me. So and I want to pause just for, because i gotta, I got to hear the whole semi-truck driving story. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? So you, you drove 18-wheeler. Yes. Now locally or across country? No, I did across country, but that was years before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did that too.
0: So what? So how do we go from the? So just what? Were, what was your profession right before semi driving? Ballet uh, dancing?
1: Or? No, I was a I was a lifeguard. St- I oh, was a so
0: lifeguard to semi.
1: Uh, lifeguard, lifeguard and structure, and I was teaching swimming. But previously, I was divorced. Right. And um, my husband hauled steel. Oh, okay. Okay, There's and so I, knew, gotcha. I and I knew that he made a very good living doing that. So when I was going to get divorced, I went through a program and I learned how to drive truck. Awesome. And I was thinking, well, if I do locally, I, I'm I'm a single mom and I have these teenagers, so I could do dump truck driving. Sure, you know, during the day and still be at home and make enough money to support my children. However, what they didn't tell you is after you go through the program, they want you to be over the road for two years. Got you in order to get those particular jobs. So a door was never opened. I'm telling you, I've been through a lot of stuff. So after I did that and that didn't work out, <clears throat> one of my girlfriends said, Oh, you'd be a really good nurse because you really love people and because you love the elderly and this and that and da da. So I did that. And um so I went to so I started to go to college because I thought, oh, I'll be a nurse. And then um I quickly found out I do not have the discipline to go to college with (laughs) these kids. So that didn't work out. So I did that for a little bit. And then, so I took a break from that. And so, um, at the birth of my first grandchild um, in Florida, I went out to go see him and I took my kids with me. And my oldest son who is now, or my, my baby son who is now 20, how old is he? 29? So, went out there, and he wanted to go through the lifeguarding program, and I said, okay, let's put you through that, and I thought, ooh, I like that, I want to do that, so I immediately did it, and then they were running a WSI, which is Red Cross, and I thought, ooh, I want to do that, and the guy's like, no, you should wait, and I said, no, I should do it now, (laughs) and so I went through that, and so um, I was in Florida, I was... Uh, lifeguarding, lifeguarding on the beach, lifeguarding for the city. Then I started going into people's homes and teaching kids to swim in their homes. And um, then I went through another turbulent time and then and then that's when I went over the road and I drove truck for about a year.
0: So you actually did do it for a year?
1: About a year and a. Half. What's
0: the craziest experience you had over the road?
1: Losing my brakes. Um, California mountains, (laughs) California mountains. I lost my, I lost my brakes and I had to, uh, use my air brakes and yeah, that was really weird because I had, because I drove truck with, um, I had a partner.
0: So you're like in a team or whatever they call it now, team driving.
1: And, um, he was in the back. And there was another part of that, but I can't really tell you because it was illegal. One, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah. uh, kind of something that I wasn't supposed to do. Anyways, but anyways, getting that truck down the hill without brakes, and you can, didn't have
0: to do the where they veer off and go up into the. I sand
1: actually sand. had to go a little bit, and then kind of pull off to the side and use the jig brake. Right. And then bring it down the hill some more, da, 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 and bring it up. Yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty intimidating. Yeah.
0: So right after driving truck, then we decided that we weren't going to be a professional truck driver for the rest of our lives.
1: Well, I never make the decision. I still have my CDO, and I actually have um, a bus driving license as well to drive bus. But again, um, when I went to uh, go be uh, a bus driver. You know, this is years later, bus driver, you know, I lost my temper with somebody I was a little hot headed and they did not hire me. So because of my flesh, because of me getting in the way, did I get the job? No, God closed the door. So, you know, nothing's perfect. You can't just say, you know, you can't expect that everything's going to work the way you want because nine times out of 10, it's not going to. So you just have to be really cautious and and quiet and listen to God and let him give you the direction but none of that but all of that happens for a reason nothing doesn't happen for a reason even if we don't understand it
0: so you're sitting there and we have a let's say you're we're we're sitting down we have a, a group of eight or nine year old young ladies sitting around the table with us right now sure um after your life experiences you've learned some things that you know to be true right you've learned some things that you know are false Yes. What are so what what are a couple of things that you would tell those young ladies sitting there if they didn't have, you know, the good home life, the direction and stuff that a lot of kids are blessed to have? You know, what right. would you, what, what are a few things that are true that you know to be true no matter what? And what are a few things that are false that you know to be false no matter what that you learned because of the path that you walk? Hmm.
1: I would tell them number 1 to have a relationship with Jesus. Because that's because re- we're in a lost world, and there's a lot of voices in the world. People are losing their minds left and right. So the very first thing I would tell them is stay close to Jesus. Um, hopefully they have godly parents. I would tell them to s- listen. You know, stay close to their family. Um, stay off the internet. <laughs> don't, you know, don't use, you know, stay, you know, maybe less, less phones and stuff like that. And I would tell them, don't be so excited to be in a relationship with the, with the opposite sex, you know, kind of stay close to God and, and, and figure out who he made you to be, who he designed you to be, because everybody's here for a purpose and a plan and a reason. Each person has special gifts, and you're not going to know what those things are unless you turn on the light switch of Jesus. You're not going to know why you're here unless God shows you why you're here. And you can only hear it from him. You can't hear it all the other places, and that's why there's so many different voices in the world leading these kids astray, well, taking them down the wrong path.
0: What do you think would have happened um you know, with all, you're talking about all the noise that we have in noise, society today. Yeah. Um, most of it is not productive or not beneficial to anybody. Put yourself at that age, eight or nine, or when you started this crazy journey of your life and you're in today's society starting it. Would it have, would it, would have had a different outcome, you think? Or, you know, because again, back when you started that, there wasn't internet. You didn't have a cell phone. There was no Facebook, no Instagram. You know, what would... Do you think it would have been harder to do what you've done and and survive as well as you have through all that you've accomplished if you'd have started today?
1: I don't know. The world's a lot more dangerous. I mean, you have to remember, I was nine years old, and I hitchhiked. And I had semi-truck drivers picking me up and taking me from state to state. Totally illegal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, and I'm still alive that's a miracle
0: mm-hmm. there was well there was a reason for that too there was, was there was place. a reason
1: yeah I mean you know I remember being you know a little kid and I was like nine years old and I didn't have any place to live and I remember being in a car with there was a bunch of people we were packed into this little car and there was like three or four people up front. I want to say somebody it was sitting on somebody's lap and I was scrunched back and I don't remember. It was one of those like I want to say like a Pinto or something. You know those cars <laughs> that have the little window in the back? Right. And the guy who's driving the car is high as a kite and I'm watching this car swerve. We're going up a mountain in Colorado and if you know anything about Colorado, the trees are as high as buildings and there's cl- and these yeah. trees are are on cliffs, and we're going, and we're on this road, and it's, it's a dirt road, and we're just swaying back and forth, and I remember being a little kid, not, not being saved, and I remember telling Jesus in my heart when I was there why all these people are wasted, I remember telling God, Lord, please get me through this, and I didn't even know him. Right. but I remember that prayer and just watching because this guy was coming the back tire was coming like this far from you know what I mean <laughs> going over the cliff
0: so it was crazy so you know to age 25 you had your you know that's when you you gave your life to God mm-hmm. so age 23 what was your go-to what was your safe place what did, what did you turn to when things were going sideways and in You didn't know what to do was was there a person was there a book was there a habit I mean what did you do in those circumstances
1: well I was a single mom my child was little and I valued you have to remember I never had anybody that belonged to me Mm. when I was growing up it was just me you know I didn't get along with my parents I didn't get along with my family so it was just me and I was alone and I wanted to have a baby because I wanted to be connected understand so I think having rainy was really important
0: that gave you purpose gave you
1: purpose connection yeah
0: now again I don't want to take a ton of your time today and you've already been so 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 awesome and I can't wait for people to hear all of, all of your story um, but there's a couple of things that I want to make sure that I acknowledge you for um, okay. just in this short time of getting to know you it's. You have a story that deserves to be heard and needs to be heard by more young ladies, in my personal opinion. Okay. Because you are the opposite of what's being dictated to young females today. That they have to accept their role in life. They have to accept their situation. That, you know, they just need to take it. It's just, there is no opportunity. All you have to do is watch the evening news or watch Facebook posts. There's just so much negative information of... You know, because of your skin color, because of your sexual orientation, because of how you believe. Everything's
1: external. Yeah, you're, you can't
0: accomplish anything. Right. But yet, you walked at eight, you know, eight, nine years old. You're hitchhiking across the country. You know, we've, we've documented and talked about numerous things and highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But yet, here you are with infants I know. in the pool, changing lives every single day. So, I, I commend you for walking that path. And obviously, we have to get credit where credit was due. We know why Jesus. we know how. Um, just to close up and wrap up for today, because I want to, again, thank you. so And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope in a few months you get a little more life and all of a sudden we can talk again. Okay. Because we haven't even scratched the surface, I have a feeling, for this uh, crazy story. Um, this is a, a business podcast. Okay. And you've just walked your life and now you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. What has it been like uh, knowing that now it's a hundred percent on you?
1: Oh, I don't know it's not. We, and, and yeah. no, because I don't think about it I don't think about it in that context at all. Um, I think about it as <clears throat> I just you know, I'm going to graduate from college. That's a big deal. I've never graduated from anything.
0: <laughs> nice. Really so when cool. does this
1: happen? <clears throat> May In May. Yeah. And what have you been taking? Child development classes. Very cool. Child development classes. So everything that I do is geared for the babies. Understand, for the children. Right now, I'm taking a computer class, which is terrible. But um, yeah, but that's for the business.
0: <laughs> well, you, but you just you just prove another great business lesson is that you did your you did all the certifications that are required of you to be a swim instructor. But yeah. Yet instead of resting there stopping there
1: right.
0: now it's okay now i'm going to get into i want to be better at it i want to be separate i want to be different than everybody else so i'm going to go back to school and right. i'm going to get into the in, into the child development stuff so right. i can be even better to
1: be the best that what I, can I, do. Be. I want to be the
0: best. great business lesson hey i'm a mechanic and i'm going to open a shop mm-hmm. but i'm never going to go take another class and cars get newer i'm going to be a computer technician right. but i'm never going to get more trained This is a perfect business example. The education never stops. Never stops, right. So, very cool. So, what has been, um, as as a business owner, what's the most exciting thing that that you're looking forward to as you sit here today?
1: Because I want to do a facility in my backyard. I know, that sounds crazy. Um, I want to do an in-ground pool year-round in my backyard. Very cool. And my vision for that is when... When I, <clears throat> when I got fired from Danbury, I had about 35 people that used to come and do water aerobics with me. Older women, and they depended Seven on... Several days a week? They would come all the time, and gotcha. we were like family for like about eight years. Men and women. Mm-hmm. And when they got rid of me, that shut that down. There was no... I'm sorry. No, you're fine? It, it shut it down. So these women have been dispersed. They don't have a place to go now understand so if I if I build my own facility they will come they have a place to go we don't have to ask people for permission the doors won't be closed they can come we can do water aerobics we can teach the babies to swim we can have an open door where people can get baptized and if the business does really well well, and another thing I just thought of that I want to do is once a month, because the, the program that I put the babies through is four to six weeks, I want to do um, a pro bono one every every four weeks, have an open door for single moms that can't afford to do it, and they have their babies, and they can come, and they can still take it, still take the class, and do like once a month, um, run, them, run one of those. And then... Um, do an outreach for um, to hopefully rescue rescue children that are
0: in trouble. Right, so you have all these ideas.
1: I'm all sappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
0: totally fine. It it um it's real, and that's what everybody. There's so much Facebook nonsense and fake and filters, and that to see a real person is a premium today. You know, to me, that's worth more than than anything else in the world is to know that authentically I know your heart authentically I know who you are as a person now Um, but you said you had a vision
1: oh just to have that place where everybody can go I mean the the other the other thing that I'm noticing that's happening is parents are coming together we are living in a society and in in the United States that is constantly being torn apart by our government we're being forced to wear face masks we're being forced they're pushing people into their homes and separating them and saying oh you can only be together on the internet you can only be together in this way we have to keep everybody safe Mm -hmm. causing more and more division that's a lie we need to come together we need to be together we need to encourage each other um, and the, the other thing is, is parents are being united. They're, they have that commonality. I have um, <clears throat> two mothers that one is a physician's assistant, another one is a nurse. And their children, you know, their children are coming and doing these programs. And they just found out they have everything in common.
0: Very cool. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And their husbands are coming together. And it, it, it's about unity. We need to mm-hmm. be... It, Bringing unity and creating an atmosphere where we come together. Is everybody going to agree? No. But we need a good foundation, and that's what's important.
0: Well, living in a world or in a place or in a business or you know, even in a church, in a community, where everybody agrees means there's no growth. You know, but what I think the thing that's been lost is, is the ability to have dissenting opinion without saying, screw you, I hate you. Right. You know, it's you can't have a discussion where you can try to honestly understand somebody else's point of view. Sure. Um, well, I thank you so much. And promise me, promise me, you'll come back again and we'll do this again. Because 2.0, I think, would be a, a, a rock star event. I'd really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if people want to get a hold of you to have their infant... Take some lessons from you. What's the best way to
1: find you? Um, I have um, a page on Facebook. And then we also have a, a link. Um, it's Everything Water it's everything water on facebook okay which i think people do have a problem finding it i don't know why we'll, we'll
0: make sure that we put a link in the notes for the for the podcast so and
1: then everything water moms and dads that's where my moms and dads can put the videos on that they want everybody to see and they okay. can and they are able to show their children's accomplishments i mean yeah. i have 4 year olds that can swim freestyle i have year old babies that can you can just toss them in the water and they just well, I have the
0: buoyancy of a rock. so yeah, I, You'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is they always said this water ski, all you have to do is get up on top of the water. Well, what if you're under the water? I, try, I learned how to ski really good under the water.
1: Mm, yeah. It
0: didn't work so well.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to chatting again soon. Okay. Thank you.